We are starting the show today talking about the ongoing conversations about what to do with a portion of Beach Avenue in Vancouver. It is very popular for residents, for visitors, and it used to be a way to exit Stanley Park. Well, a lot of concern has been brought forward, especially with the big infrastructure project going forward, about what's going to happen to the congestion in and out of the park and if changes are needed. Sarah Kirby Young is an ABC City Councillor and joins us now to talk more about this. Councillor Kirby Young, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Jill. Well, once again, or maybe I should say we are continuing to talk about Stanley Park and specifically now the Beach Avenue part of exiting and entering the park. We know there have been traffic backups at that kind of pinch point. A lot of talk about what should be done. I know you raised this issue to a standing committee at Council. What would you like to see done in that particular area? Yeah, so to provide some context, yesterday staff were receiving, or council were receiving a report um, on capital projects, and that included some improvements such as to um, bike lanes downtown and other things. And in the course of that conversation, I asked the question around, how do we alleviate the pinch points with people exiting the park on beach? And are there alternate configurations that will allow people to exit the park and retain the bike infrastructure? So I want to be very clear, nobody was suggesting that we rip out or cancel the Beach Avenue bike lane. It's well-loved and I think well-used. The question was, um, what we're seeing is that the, when that was put in as a pandemic measure, um, and it was done in quick response to allow more people, to, more space to spread out so that pedestrians had more space for walking, kind of moving bikes up to the, more onto the roadway there, um, beyond, next to the existing bike path. And the question was, is this the best configuration moving forward to support both bikes and to have a better exit from the park? It was a really good discussion, and what we heard from our transportation staff was that they were looking at a a whole number of measures, such as potentially changing the directional flow now coming out of the park towards Morton, um, so that you have the traffic run in an alternate direction that would potentially allow um, exit from the park uh, on those two sides, instead of just dumping people out near the causeway and try to alleviate some of that pressure. So these are the questions I think we should be asking is that how do we ensure that the flow is optimized moving forward because it was never intended as a, it was a, it was an initial quick implementation, but is that the best structure going forward? One of the concerns that seems to be uh, being raised is about any change to that configuration the way it is now that yes, there would still be a bike lane there, but there was some concern that the bike lane would be a lot smaller or it would be an area where uh, the bikes would be sharing that that smaller area. Is that one of the uh, possible configurations being looked at? I think people extrapolated the council conversation around how do we alleviate the pressure coming out of the park, specifically um, at the park end there, uh, the very north end of uh, Beach and up to Morton Avenue, um, relative into a whole conversation around the entire uh, Beach Avenue as a whole. Um, and so I think there was sort of a broad conversation around what are the best solutions, but nobody's suggesting that we diminish the bike area. What we're asking is can they coexist? And maybe the solution is just dealing with the part up to Martin in terms of getting people out of the park. There's also, I would point out, a master planning exercise that's happening for the waterfront area in the West End around how do you make that a more people, pedestrian, bike-friendly destination overall. So these are really important questions to ask is that we continue to improve spaces and make roads more um, beneficial for people in terms of space and public life and enjoyment. How do you also get necessary traffic through there? And so it's really interesting to talk about is it directional one-way traffic? Is there a two-way flow, for example? 
um, that works. And so I think what staff are going to do is provide some options to us. But that's our job, to ask the questions around how do we alleviate some of the pressure points. And is it also linked to the water project that the park board voted in favor of that Metro Vancouver is going to be going ahead with a a massive project that's going to take place. And as we know, likely five years of construction and it will have an impact on the park on accessing and exiting the park. Do we need that exit at Beach Avenue for vehicles as that goes forward? Well, absolutely, that's a consideration, and we would be remiss if we weren't asking those questions. Replacement of that water main is critical infrastructure, but that can, that's going to go on for years, and that definitely is going to have access or have impact, I should say, on how people move through the park. So this conversation around ensuring that people have an alternate means to exit becomes even more important. And again, not looking to take out the um, bike lane on Beach Avenue, just making looking to make sure that people can get in and out of the park more easily, and we don't have the bottlenecks that we're seeing now. I think one of the lines that maybe got some that are that are maybe more pro-cycling than others, uh, and it was one of your colleagues, uh, Councillor Montague, uh, said uh, something about looking at taking it back to pre-pandemic configuration or or what it was like pre-pandemic. And uh, obviously, if, if you're enjoying the bike lanes and using the bike lanes, you probably like it better the way it is now. But is there a plan or is one of the options going to be that it would look the same as it did pre-pandemic? Nobody has suggested that. I think that comment was more related to how people get in and out of the park itself. I don't think that comment was related to Beach Avenue as a whole. Um, And again, uh, this isn't something that was directed by council. We have uh, some delegated authorities for transportation staff. That's how they were able to put this configuration in the first place. This was council asking some questions to staff around what are you looking at doing next? What are the options? What does it look like to keep everybody moving on all modes through that area? Um, and we're going to get some good information back, I think, as a result of that discussion. So we can look at some of those alternatives. And again, maybe it's switching the direction that people flow on beach um, out of that park. Um, and that might be one quick, simple solution versus some of the longer term as we look to build out a really great waterfront area for everybody that really enjoys going down to English Bay. And and does that kind of work with the bigger plan or the bigger picture of that, that beachfront or that waterfront part of English Bay and the park itself and making sure that there is still access to businesses and that there can still be vehicle traffic and tour buses and horse-drawn carriages and things so that, that all different types of or all different modes of transportation can still access that park? Yeah, that's a big part of the master planning exercise for the West End waterfront, um, really is exactly what you described. And, you know, if you travel to different destinations um, and beachfront areas around the world, I think about St. Kilda and Melbourne or others, um, they really do put the priority on people, but they still have to have the ability to get people to uh, and out of the destination um, that don't necessarily have the benefit of living in the area um, and to get those critical services in, whether it's transit um, uh, or particularly tourism is a really important part of the economy. So. Um, making it kind of recreation destination first and foremost, but people still need to get there and and services still need to to support as well. I know there were some questions about cost as well, kind of going back to the Beach Avenue and that particular pinch point. Is there an idea on which one of those configurations might cost more or or be more cost effective, or is that part of the planning process right now as well? Well, again, this was sort of a very early conversation where council was just raising some questions uh, to staff to say, look, we'd like to get more information around what you're looking at and what the options are. What we heard from our head of uh, transportation and streets and engineering was that probably one of the quicker, easier, and more cost-effective options in the short term is changing uh, sort of the, the lights and the directional flow 
out of the park because uh, that's sort of signaling change. You're not doing anything different to streets. You're just simply changing which direction the traffic flows in. Um, and so that's what we heard is probably a short-term and more cost-effective option. But we'll, we'll get some information back and, and we'll be able to take a look at it. We don't have that yet. Right. Any idea then on a timeline when you might get a better picture or a better idea on what those options are? Uh, I anticipate that we'll get a briefing probably early in the fall. Uh, Council's on break for August, and I think we'll get a briefing early in the fall when we get back, and then we'll start to get um, a little bit more understanding of the options. All right. Uh, Councillor, I wanted to quickly ask you as well, uh, before I let you go, I think last time uh, you were on the show, we were talking about the mural on the side of the storm brewing uh, the brewery building in East Vancouver. You uh, had said that you were going to look at ways that it could be saved, even though uh, the owners of the brewery had been told the mural mural has to go. Uh, Sounds like it has been saved. How did that all come about? It has been saved. I'm very excited to report that. And uh, I think the community uh, stood up and, and, you know, we heard from everybody kind of loudly and clearly. And I brought a motion forward, uh, emergency motion under new business because we were breaking for summer and I didn't want to leave storm brewing hanging. So uh, we talked about that this week at council and got unanimous support. And what the motion asked for was to grandfather storm brewing but also to look at modernizing our mural and our signage bylaws so that other local businesses can also have similar murals um, if it's on their own premises. And so we'll get some recommendations coming back on that. Um, But I think that's a good outcome. Keeps a level playing field for everybody. Gives other businesses the opportunity to have some great murals like Storm Brewing and Storm Brewing's uh, murals here to stay. Is that is that odd to have a council overturn a decision that was made that wasn't a council decision to have it to to, to order the brewery to take the mural down? It was it was a ticket or, or a bylaw infraction. Is it strange that council would then overturn that? You know, one of the things that I've learned on this job is uh, sometimes how old and how antiquated our bylaws are. I think the signage bylaw was last updated in 1993. Uh, So, you know, you're talking almost 30 years ago, um, and I don't think it contemplated the appetite for public art then. Um, And so there's a lot of opportunities to modernize. And oftentimes it's a situation like this that comes up that it illustrates the bigger problem of outdated regulations. And so council does have to give direction to change and update bylaws. And that's what happened here. All right. The mural has been saved. Councillor, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Great to talk with you. No worries. I would encourage everybody to go down and check out Storm Brewing. I had a chance to go down there and you can see the mural and they've got some great fruit flavored summer kind of choices. So it's a good option for the weekend. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a great day. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 